0: One year, I kind of got an idea, you know, I want trapping. I like to trap, I like to make lure, and I like to write where can it go from here. I would be able to spend more time in the woods.
1: I was losing money handling fish trapping, but I didn't care.
0: Getting the traps
1: out there is the hardest part, I think, with them. I
0: would leave the critters in the back of my truck in the high school parking lot. We're going to set traps, like, no matter what. Some of these guys have trapped these areas for generations.
1: we got two deferred ones, like all.
0: This is Northern Michigan, this is what you do. represent that data in a positive light.
1: I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Do you know everything? This is what I can
0: Trying to learn something from these legends. Ask questions without
1: asking questions.
0: Volume, the perfect game
1: magazine. Instruction from Perigo Gorman.
0: Herb Lennon's articles of Herb Lennon. ads, add to trapping radios. We are trappers on ourselves. To I me, mean, that's pretty important.
1: Alright, everybody listen to me? bit. Develop a system yet so to work ahead of time to build big trappers. If you got variables, the same as a you've got he started talking about these big fans. Most of my tools are coming from up top, not down bottom. Probably
0: the best part of the country in the world. I don't know. get any better. Trying to set predator trash and trash waders. The back of that beaver looks like a, a shear. You better
1: edit this part out. Yeah, it was better. Back in the fur shed. This is trapping today. I think I'm still Jeremiah Wood. Last I checked, I can't really tell anymore, but <laughs> I'm here. We're brought to you by Kotz Brothers Lures, K-A-A-T ros.com trap smarter, work harder, enjoy the success that follows, Cotspur's has what you need to get going on the trap line we're also brought to you by on X Maps. use your phone as a GPS on the trap line mark trap locations run your tracks check landowner information, scout using the latest aerial imagery and oil, mink, and tannery get your fur tanned by the professionals if you're uh, Like me and you're a procrastinator, you might have a little bit of fur left over that you haven't sent to the tannery and it's sitting around and it's going to go bad if you don't get it in the freezer um, or or get it tanned and uh, that's that's a common problem and uh, really you got to be careful the bugs don't get to it and once you tan fur, it's preserved and uh, it's stable and you can use it for all kinds of things long term, don't have to worry about it. So check out Moyle.net M O Y L E and uh, Ryan and Kari Moyle and the rest of the team there do just an incredible job and uh, I would highly recommend them. You can use their online customer portal to take care of your order, ship it out, and get that fur tan. Alright. Um on X, just a little bit of recent news uh, in, in the on X maps category. Um Pat Connolly, our friend Pat from Massachusetts, who has been on the podcast before, wrote a really nice article about how he uses Onyx Maps on the trap line, and that's posted up on trappingtoday.com. So that's there for you. Um, If you follow Trapping Today on the uh, Facebook page, which basically I don't do anything on Facebook. I just have an automatic thing set up to where every time I post something on the website, it goes to Facebook, it just kind of automatically goes to Facebook, and I don't touch it, I don't look at Facebook, I'm I'm sorry for folks who are on there, and like the page, and make comments, or whatever, I don't even know if there are any comments, because I just don't go on there, and I really probably ought to, but I just had to decide at some point, there are a certain number of things that I can devote my time to, and Facebook was not one of them, so, um, that if I was doing this full time, then I'd be on there, uh, and I'd be on Instagram all the time and everything else. But I'm not. So, uh, for those of you who follow it, though, I I got a couple of people asked what was going on about a week ago, and because there was a couple of posts that said "test" was the, the title, and I just posted those up because I was working on the website, and I I posted a couple of things up and just kind of titled them test or test one or whatever and I didn't realize that that was going to kick over to Facebook (laughs) so it did and somebody thought I got hacked and someone else wasn't sure what was going on Uh, in reality I was moving the uh, website trappingtoday.com over to a new host and so I've been uh, quite frustrated recently that actually really the past year With the performance of uh, the current web host, it is one of those cheap, you know, relatively cheap hosting services that everybody gets. Um, And I won't say the name of it exactly, but it's one of those, you know, kind of like GoDaddy or HostGator or, you know, all the other ones that that it's like they get you for this introductory rate of $1.99 a month or whatever and ends up costing uh, about $20 a month. Which is still on the low end, and uh, they say unlimited. You have unlimited hosting through their services, uh, which really there's absolutely no such thing as unlimited. Uh, in in reality, it's it gets metered. The bandwidth is limited if you're a bigger site, and I kind of trapping today has kind of grown out of that small site area where you know during certain times of year we get a lot of traffic and it really does slow down cuz you're sharing that hosting with a bunch of other customers that are have their websites on that on those same servers. And so, you know, I was paying probably I don't know 300 a year maybe 3 400 a year for hosting uh through that and I've done that for a long time. I mean, at least 10 years that's been that has been I've been with that host. And so uh it's it, it was really time to change. I the really the big the big thing the kicker was um at some point I was putting a lot of work into the site but the traffic wasn't getting any better. And I was trying to figure out what was going on and I started running some tests and I found that the uh, the site was loading really really slow. And so um I tried a bunch of different things to speed it up and I I got a little bit of progress there but really the the main problem was uh, the performance of of the web host, and so I couldn't I couldn't figure that out without going to a different host, and I went to a uh, a managed host, which is kind of like the higher level. The cost is uh, about three times as much, so we're talking you know like probably thousand bucks a year um, for this hosting. However, the performance is much better. Uh, there is a less less of a chance of getting hacked because they're on top of uh, updates and code and software and everything that kind of prevents, you know, the security measures on the site. So, so that wasn't really an issue for me, but um, it's always a possibility that I've been concerned about. So, so that's going to be better. The performance is going to be better. Um, I'm probably going to have a little more flexibility to do different things. And uh, yeah, so I think it's a good investment. It was, it was, it was time to do it. And so that's what was going on. So um, I haven't fully integrated yet. I uh, need a couple more rainy days to do that and, and sit down and play with some more things and get that all worked out. But it was it was pretty good process moving things over other than a couple of things popping up on Facebook that guys didn't realize what was going on. So that's that. Um, so we get that. We get the X. If you go to uh, trappingtoday.com, you'll see Pat's post. It's pretty cool. It has a lot of tips and tricks on how to use Onyx. Also use the promo code T R A that is still in effect where you can save 20% off of your first purchase through OnX and a lot of you have used that code that's been really exciting to see because I finally get some feedback from OnX on how many people use the code and all of that and it's been really, really encouraging. So, people are finding this a, a really useful service to use on the trap line and basically everywhere else that you are. I, I I use it just about every day. So, Pat's got a bunch of tips there on the website. And, and I'm hoping uh, soon I can get him on to, uh, to talk a little bit about those things that he uh, uses on X4 and tips and tricks. And he's got, you know, when you use this enough, you learn... Uh, different ways to become more efficient and cool things that I never even knew that you could do with the app. So uh, that's Onyx. And then finally, I um, I was contacted by Jim Comstock from Comstock Custom Cage. And uh, Jim is one of those uh, cage trap manufacturers. He is... Uh, uh, he's he's been he does animal damage control trapping in upstate New York. He has a long history of trapping in different places. Really really interesting guy. And somebody had recommended that I track him down and interview him uh, at some point for the podcast. And that was just like everything else. It was on the list. I get a list of a dozen people up here on the whiteboard in the fur shed, and uh, I haven't gotten to them. So it's uh, another wintertime project, I guess. But uh, he was in the back of my mind, but he, he went ahead and contacted me and got the ball rolling. And so, uh, Jim and I uh, did an interview. We talked for a couple hours. Great conversation. And I'm looking forward to bringing that to you probably in a couple weeks here. Um, maybe a week after next, we'll have the first uh, episode with Jim. Uh, so, so yeah, look forward to that. Lots of, lots of good conversation, good trap and talk and if you are somebody who who wants to be on the show and you got something uh useful to share um that's a a good example of uh sometimes sometimes taking the initiative and contacting me is is uh the way to do that because um I'm not in contact people mode right now I'm in survival mode just trying to trying to juggle everything so um as, as things slow down though I do I do have that list that I got to get to And I get a lot of, there's just so many fascinating, interesting people in the trapping industry to talk to. And uh, I'd like to talk to every one of them. But um, that's going to be, it's going to take a while to even get through the little short lists that I have right now and to develop an even longer list for the future. But um, it's, you always learn something, man. I've learned so much from talking to these different trappers that. Uh, it's it's been really good, really useful. Um, also, got to uh, just thought I'd mention, got to do a little fur trading. If you remember Vince from Washington, uh, Vince did a cage trapping episode with us way back, and, uh, and we keep in touch a little bit here and there. And and he actually sent me a Washington bobcat pelt, uh, tanned tanned from Moyle's, and I sent him uh, some some pelts from Maine. And so it, it was, uh, I get, I get another, uh, another new pelt hanging from the wall of my office and, uh, you know, I get, I get the Alaska Lynx and the Washington Bobcat next to each other. So that's pretty cool. But anyway, that's all I got going on for in the trap. Oh no, that's not all I got going on. I get a, I get a good one. Um, I don't know if I should get into this, this episode or if I should wait. Uh, I think I'll wait. I, I get, a, I get a really good one for you guys. Um, a recent find that that I came across in all of the times, all of the years that I've been buying used traps, buying and selling used traps, I've never seen anything like this. And so this was, this was a very unique haul. But I'm going to wait and we'll talk about that if I remember. If I still have my head up above water next week. We're going to talk about this, and I think you're going to find it really interesting. It it was a good one. So anyway, uh, with that, we're going to talk with Cole Porter tonight. And Cole gets into something I think is a very important topic. And I'm a little guilty maybe in not talking about it as much as I should have in the past. I think um, I'm one of those types who believes that... Uh, there is no one right or wrong way to advocate for the things that we believe in, and I because you know we're surrounded by so many different people, and some s- people everybody has a cause, right? And some people are trying to say convert other people to their religion. Some people are trying to convince someone to vote a certain way or uh, convince somebody of their political beliefs. Uh, some people like us trappers are just trying to keep what they have and defend you know their current practices from uh, uh, oppression from from uh, things that, that we do on an everyday basis from becoming illegal um, and so you know everybody kind of has their, they're different causes, and there are things that they advocate for. And to be honest, I mean, I, you know, I, I feel, I talked about this with Jeff Trainer from Furbearer Conservation in a past episode. You know, are trappers, should trappers be advocates for trapping? Are we responsible for that? And Jeff believes that, that yes, um, yes, we should. And, and he talked about, you know, things, you know, certain methods and ways of going about that that are better than others. And, and I tend to agree with him, but I also feel that that can, that can come in a lot of different ways. And for, for my part, I, I find that personally I'm not attracted to the in-your-face yelling and screaming and jumping around and, and fighting uh, when it comes to these things. I feel as though uh, it, it's more suited to m- my personality and also I can be more effective um, by advocating for trapping in a manner that's more consistent with, with who I am. And so I, I do it in different ways. You know, Some of it is, is behind the scenes uh, financially in a small way. Some of it is, is just small interactions. A lot of it is this podcast. Uh, introducing uh, new people to trapping, and and a lot of it is just being out there as a figure who represents trapping and trappers, and and shows j- just relatively passively that hey trappers aren't bad people. Look, here's a face to to uh, to a trapper. Here's and let me talk a little bit about what we do. And so that's kind of my way, but but we need all all types in this. Sort of advocacy um, for for trapping battle. It, it's an uphill battle, battle, and it's becoming very difficult, in, in, especially in certain places. So, um, one of the things that I think we all should do, and and I'm guilty of not talking about this a little bit more, is we all should be members of our state and national trapping associations. Uh, just Simply because even if you're not the loud person that's going to get up there and fight at the legislature and and uh, take take the the battle to the to the people, you can be uh, you can support those people because because we do need those people in in certain situations we we absolutely need that uh, that those fighters. Um, but if they don't have anybody behind them that's contributing funding and also representing uh, the association as a member, you don't realize how much stronger it makes the association, the Trappers Association, when they stand up at the legislature and say we have a thousand members, as opposed to oh we have we're a fifty or a hundred member group. You know, a thousand members. Uh, that that is is that speaks speaks loud. Um, that gets the attention of legislators. Uh, that influences people. And so your membership is important. And And then beyond that, I think uh, we all have our own way of advocating and you can decide what's best for you. But we all should be advocating. So anyway, I, I thought it was very encouraging uh, to hear from Cole about what he's done with the Maine Trappers Association and, and our uh, his local chapter in, in our association and, and being a, a very new trapper how he's kind of stepped up and I've heard uh, this from a couple of others of you in, in the podcast and community that have done the same thing so it's it's really great to hear and in this episode Cole and I are going to talk a little bit more about about advocating for trapping and his uh, what he's done and learned so far uh with uh with the mta so let's get into it uh but that doesn't matter the law is the law and and, uh we we gotta all kind of work within it so
0: yeah yeah for sure and
1: uh there's a yeah there's a lot
0: to that a lot of (laughs) a lot of a lot of uh laws that probably a lot of people don't agree with in a lot of places so um you definitely have to read the law book and uh, put time into that to understand it and can be hard to understand sometimes too, but sometimes when clarification is needed, it it isn't understood. um, It actually does need more, you know, working with that law. And I know here in Maine, um, the MTA has done that in the past Approached, you know, state, and said, you know, we want we would like to see this added and then or clarified in a law with trapping and I know the state has um agreed to do so because it just made sense. It just wasn't perfect in the law book and it needed to have some clarification.
1: So speaking of the MTA, Maine Trappers Association, every most every state has a trappers association and uh, you have recently done something that I would encourage all new trappers to do. And, and it was really cool to hear that you, uh, you actually got involved in your, in the MTA and in your local chapter. Tell us about that. Yeah.
0: So a couple of years ago now, I think it's been two years. Um, I, uh, finally decided, you know, it's time I, I really need to join the MTA, um, so I had joined the MTA, it probably was closer to three, two and a half years ago I joined, um, but I hadn't been to a, a local chapter meeting or joined the local chapter at that point, I just joined the MTA, and uh, these local chapters, sometimes they don't have uh, meetings very often, or when they do, of course, is not a great way of communicating to people that aren't already chapter members where they're going to be or when, so you don't hear about them. But I was lucky. the uh, The president of our local chapter, which would be Southern Stick, uh chapter, lives maybe maybe a mile, mile and a half from me. And uh, we ran into each other in the woods a few times, and we knew who each other were. And uh, you know, he. Uh, he messaged me on Facebook one night and said, you know, like tomorrow night, we have a meeting over at my place. If you want to stop by. So I, uh, I was, I was excited to get to go to a, one of the local chapter meetings and join that chapter. Yeah, You know, uh, I had thought about that for a while, ever since I moved back down here. Um, so that was good. I went, went there and, um, they were in the press process of, um, Selecting, you know, uh, leadership within the chapter. And it's a small chapter. There's not many active members. Uh, Sometimes we'll have probably eight or ten people show up, maybe 12 to a meeting, um, with a few more that never, you know, they're members of the chapter, but they don't show up. Yeah. So, um, and of course, a lot of people, it's hard to have the commitment of being you know, a president, a vice president of the chapter, the director, treasurer, things like that. Um, so they were looking for a director and, you know, they asked me if that's something I'd be interested in doing. So I said, sure. You know, I, I told them, you know, I'm. it could be hard. I do work a weekend or two a month, so it can be hard for me to go to the director meetings. Um, but you know, I said, definitely, I'm willing to help out Was where this I can. your first meeting? <laughs> this is at the first meeting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I already, you know, I knew, I knew a few of the people that were, yeah. you know, involved with the chapter and stuff like that. And that's how it is up here. I mean, and I think it's probably like that with a few of the chapters. Um, once in a while, people decide, you know, I'm all done for one reason or another. And they're all done being a director or the president of a chapter um and then you know it leaves a void and basically someone has to do it to keep the chapter going so yeah yeah so I said yeah you know (laughs) I was a little hesitant to uh to do it because you know new to it um and my availability to do something like that isn't awesome all the time but they you know they were fine with it you know it's just someone has to do it so um yeah so So they voted and there you go i was the director so um yeah so i you know i go to the um i've only been to a couple of the meetings because of like i said because of work um the way their directors meeting schedules have lined up it's landed on my work weekend a lot so i haven't been able to go how um, often
1: are there directors
0: meetings uh it's probably like four years so yeah yeah and you know some of them are more important than others depending on what they're going to be voting on so basically it's
1: like so you as, a, as chapter... a director you have a vote for your chapter
0: yes yeah okay Yep. Yep. so i think there must be 12 or 14 people on you know that have a vote on um, total Within um, uh, the MTA at those meetings for anything that comes up. So, yep. pretty much everything is put to vote. So, that's a pretty important uh, position. It is. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it's like the ones that I haven't been able to go to, our president, he's pretty flexible. He, he makes sure that he goes um, in place of me on, you know, the ones I'm not able to go to. So, we're lucky that we have someone that is. Um, is into it enough that he you know makes the time to be able to be there right and i wish i could go to all of them because I mean, that's something i actually when i am able to go it's something i look forward to doing yep. i like to you know meet those people there, are the directors because a lot of them you know i'm obviously the youngest one by a long, a long shot <laughs> yeah i um, bet you are <laughs> yeah yeah by a long shot so <laughs> you know it's i always i always like talking to older guys that are have been trapping a lot you know they have a lot of experience with trapping um yeah so it's uh it's good I'm, i'll am i do it as long as they want me to um if someone else steps up and says you know i'd like to do it i'm gonna say have at it you know if you're 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 more available than me to be at meetings and put you know to be able to vote and stuff like that then that works out but um until then, I'll probably
1: continue to do what I'm doing. But So what are some of the issues that you've dealt with so far? Jeez, I'd
0: have to look. Um, there was, you know, it's been a while since I've been to one. Uh, there was a, a spring meeting was recently, and uh, our chapter actually hosted that up this way.
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't I, able to make it. <laughs> I, I, okay, I don't feel so bad because I actually had three trappers from up here that went down to it, and and a couple of them offered me a ride down, and I just I heard I already had I was full that day, <laughs> so but I didn't yeah, make I it was, either. Yeah, I was. I
0: had I had to work, and I'll tell you, I was I was pretty disappointed that I wasn't able to make it to that one. um But it is what it is. That's kind of how it goes. It's like you know with us at work i'm on a rotation with three other guys it's four of us rotating for weekends so no one really wants to trade and i hate you know i hate to ask to trade weekends with people um for things that aren't like a wedding i'm in or something like that that's like i really need it you know so um that's uh that stinks to not be able to to be there and be a part of that um but Some of the stuff. I mean, I know um, there was clear a, a year or so ago. I don't know if you remember seeing anything on it. There was clarification on um, trap tending with body grip t- traps being out of the water. Yes. Um.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yes. So the, there was the set the- set uh, when tended set and placed or something like that. The the way the language was written. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, yes. but the way the language was written, you know, we we have m- v- vastly fluctuating water levels, uh, especially in our rivers up here or anywhere in the state. Um, our river levels are dependent on rainfall and our body grips are required to be completely underwater if they're, we're trapping for beaver. And so like you could set one completely underwater, but the water might drop six inches overnight. And so, um, technically the way some people were interpreting the law if you set a trap and you went back the next day and the top jaws were out of the water you were breaking the law and so there my yeah i guess you can pick up from there on how that was clarified
0: yeah so basically the big thing with that was um that it was when place set or tended that would be when it would have to be um made to be legal and put underwater so if the water level changed um midway through your check cycle um and you showed up and your 330 was high and dry you wouldn't be able to be charged charged with that until you checked it and left it like that
1: yeah you would have you
0: know if you checked it and you you left it the way it was out of the water then you'd be in violation um or if when you said it it was you know those jaws were out of the water right um and that was that was good because you know I think for the most part that was how everyone had been interpreting it you know for a long time, but the MTA saw it as a potential problem, where someone could potentially be charged with it, and it's really out of their control. Yeah, um, it really
1: wasn't clear. I mean, if you had to go to court no. for an issue like that, you had nothing in the law that was state that that you were you were legal. You know,
0: exactly. So that that. Stuff like that, that's really that's one having the State Trappers Association to advocate for the trappers is really important. Um and with things like um the links issue here in Maine, um having the MTA to basically have the ability to, you know, maybe get a hold of the federal government and say, you know, at least send a letter or something saying where are we at with this? Um it's just another another tool for the trapper to have um because as you know with that that's that's an ongoing thing with the lynx here and um basically we have a good population of links a lot of the time here in maine but um federal government can it right down with that type of thing and uh not much happens
1: they were supposed to be delisted like two years ago <laughs>
0: exactly and they've you know they came out with saying that you know the population was where they wanted it to be didn't you know be delisted um but nothing happens so that's very frustrating for everyone that's you know trapping because <laughs> that's what's keeping us using these exclusion devices and things like that so
1: yeah yeah So and, and
0: you know we've we want to see our state agency have the ability to manage our wildlife here in the state. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, Local, local management is, is far superior to someone from away trying to manage wildlife.
0: Yeah, definitely. So things like that, um, I really, you know, the lynx issue comes up a lot in director's meetings with the MTA. Someone's going to bring it up. And at least ask, you know, have we heard anything about it? Um, uh, stuff like that. So I know that's a that can be a, a heated uh, topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do and you it, stay on hard. track
1: and keep keep from getting sidetracked in those meetings it, with get people, you know, just just venting basically their frustrations. Yeah, yeah
0: and it, yeah, it's hard because you know some people might think that it's a good idea to, you know, get an attorney involved. And at the same time you talk about something like that and you're dealing with the federal government, um, the MTA only has so much money. So if you're going to do something like that, uh, where's the money going to come from? So these decisions, that's where the vote from each of the chapters really does matter. Um, every chapter has a say, and what happens? So, yeah. Are there yeah. are there
1: any uh, issues in the in your chapter that have come to like a statewide concern, or is there anything that's unique to your chapter that people are talking about?
0: Um, no, not really. Not that I can think of um, off the top of my head. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone here kind of our chapter we're usually pretty unanimous with how we think the chapter should vote, um, for the most part, uh, on different topics. Um, but yeah, we don't, we haven't really come up with anything specific since I've been there Yeah. to, you know, this area, you know, I think some areas, you know, there's some talk about, um, changing some, uh, muskrat seasons. um, one of the zones had a, they wanted maybe the early season or something like that. Um, So I'm sure like a chapter where that's happening, where their chapter covers for an area um, for like a season change. um, That would make sense Um, for like us here. I don't know if it's really come up yet, but um, setback distance from, you know, dams and lodges. And these zones where we are is different than where you are.
1: Uh, Yeah. Different within where I am.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So, um, and we see very similar beaver habitat from where I am to where you are. It's very similar. Um, beaver numbers are very similar. We have a, we have a ton of beaver here and very few trappers. So there's a lot of people saying, you know, why can't I set near a, a dam or, um,
1: House. Yeah. An
0: entrance to a house, you know, especially during that regular trapping season when taking otters is permitted, um, you know, like crossovers and things like that. So, yeah, yeah,
1: I'm yeah, sure that's... a lot of
0: people would like to see that change. Some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, the zones are interesting. Are you in any of the zones that ha- still have the shortened fisher season? No, right. nope. 'Cause I see um, there's a proposal to change that and to go yeah, know, statewide. That makes to a sense. Form. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm in eleven. Um and eleven is, you know, same as you yeah. from what I can remember. Yeah. Um as well as we have the early muskrat. Um beaver opens fairly similar probably.
1: Yeah, well um, we have two seats. we have I'm um, I'm one one through six up here, really. I mean and within all within pretty close proximity and they all have different season dates and setback d- requirements from dams and uh houses. <laughs> so yeah, everything is uh is kind of mishmash all over the place and I think it was well intentioned that you know when when those were put in place there there were reasons to do that. You know, 1 through 4 are the woods zones, right? They're primarily yeah. the big woods And I think that people were concerned that uh, if they allowed an if they allowed an early season throughout all of Northern Maine, well, people close to town weren't going to go out in the Big Woods to trap beaver, Um, and so they wanted to put that that early season for beaver like you know a week or two weeks ahead of time in the Big Woods, so to try to draw people out to go and target those beaver that were causing uh, all those problems. Uh, Meanwhile. The beaver are causing just as many problems near the towns and the price has gotten so low since then that nobody wants to travel for beaver anyway and so it it yeah. was well intentioned but it just didn't work and it's it's not working right now
0: yeah yeah that's uh that's uh the beaver price that it really influences how many people are out there trapping for them and um yeah that's uh it's not good when beaver prices are down, no one wants to trap them because then you know it's either along roadsides it's either you know someone hired by the town or the usDA government trappers they're trying to keep them from flooding paved roads so yeah yeah yeah
1: so it's uh it's it's fun it it really is important though for guys like you to to kind of make sure that you know the mTA the mta needs to be strong i think to represent uh, the interest of trappers in the state but also the the local guys need to be involved to make sure that it isn't just some directors from somewhere else that are making all the decisions so it it's cool yeah. that you got involved in that
0: yep yeah yeah i was yeah i was happy to do it you know I'm, it's it i'd rather it be me that gets to be the one to vote than someone else because i feel like i can you know make, you know, it's good. And you get to make sure that, you know, everything's being thought through and not just one person from, and the scary thing is, is, you know, any of these, uh, state chapters is that, um, there's not many people in each chapter. So one person could just be voting, you know, without even, um, consulting the rest of the chapter that's a possibility um and i think you know it's good to have people in the chapter that want to make sure everyone you know has their voice so heard and stuff like that and i think main you know our our chapter mta does really good with that i think everyone's on pretty much on the same page When, when there's a vote it's it's pretty unanimous which Makes sense, you know. Everything's thought out before it gets put to vote. But
1: yeah, I've heard trappers complain about the MTA, and I tell you the, the, to a person, they never showed up to any chapter meetings or any, uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly, any membership meetings. And and I'm you know I'm I'm not gonna I will not complain because I don't show up to them either. I just I just haven't been able to make that work. But, um, but those the the guys that show up to those meetings are all seem to be on the same page on almost everything really.
0: Yeah. And I think for the most part, everyone, everyone is, and you know, it's hard, it's hard for, we're in a big, big spread out area for, how far are you from where they hold meetings typically? Oh, half
1: an hour, You're, half hour,
0: half an hour. Exactly. So most people that are going to our chapter meetings are within 15 minutes. Um, I'm, you know, I can walk there in 10, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm, I can hop on the four wheeler in the car and I'm over where we, usually. well, either place, we hold them in a couple different people's houses, but both of them are within, you know, within a mile or so of my house. So
1: yeah,
0: that, that makes it a lot easier um, to do. And it depends on what night they hold meetings. I mean, we do our meetings on Sunday nights usually when we do them around 6:30 or 7:30, so it's usually a night where people are around if people took off for the weekend they're back yeah um that works good that works great for me because i'm i'm all over the place usually with doing things so um it's nice to have it at a time where i at least the the local chapter meetings i can get to
1: all of them That's good. Any anything yeah. else with the MTA?
0: Um, I'd encourage anyone to join, even if you know, even if they're not, you know, trapping in Maine. Um, to either join the MTA or join their local trappers association. Um, the National Trappers Association, um, is really does a lot as far as more major things that are happening you know they're focused on things like someone trying to completely ban trapping on public land some state out west stuff which, like that
1: which has just happened in new mexico
0: exactly um so yeah that's, that's that really stinks seeing stuff like that happen
1: yeah Places I, where I i, I would awful you know awful. I, I considered maybe someday going new mexico trap public land for for coyotes or bobcats and uh can't do it so yeah so that the mta the NTA uh, the
0: national trapping association um they really need to be members strong they need to have a lot of members and there's a lot of people trapping throughout the country that are not members and i think if everyone thinks about the amount of money that they spend on gas um trapping supplies the the cost of being a member of a couple of these associations isn't all that bad in the grand scheme of things to keep what you wanted. To, you know, this is for many of us. It's it's a major hobby or even um, commercial. And uh, inter- you know, people are trying to make money off of this. Uh, it's important to try to keep it around um, for themselves and for you know their kids and grandkids. So yeah, um, being a member, even if you don't always agree with the way that a um, trappers association or organization um, does things they're still in your best interest one way or the other
1: yeah if you um, don't agree then then you're, you're you don't have an opinion on anything right I mean you it, it, exactly you have to disagree <laughs> at some point but uh, in order to um, to to defend trapping we we need to get beyond things like that and small disagreements and focus on the big things and and those guys are those guys are animal like like John Daniel. I probably ought to try to get John on here, uh, the president. That would be that would be cause nice because he's that just, was
0: awesome to see him come all the way to Maine. Yeah, a couple of years ago. I mean, it shows that he's 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 puts a lot of work into it.
1: it, it you can tell. Yeah, he's working. He is working nonstop to to protect, and defend trapping rights. So, um, yeah, it's good. Um, the other one. I probably should, I was going to mention again, are you on the Amazon smile thing? Um, I don't think so. Okay. So, so there's A- Amazon. If you're like me, you get like Amazon prime for everything, right? So I get y- your buddy there. UPS man is showing up in my door like every, <laughs> every day, pretty much. <laughs>
0: and, yeah. He, he, he knows when, uh, when you ship beaver pellets, he can smell, he them. can smell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He the other day, that was a while ago. He's like, "I got this huge box from Jeremiah," and he's like, "He's like, it smelled funny in the truck. <laughs> I'm like, That's awesome." Did you tell him what it was?
1: I was like, "I guarantee you, it's pelts, man." It's this huge, heavy box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done that to him a couple times. I actually, one time, he wasn't even showing up in my house, and I ran. I saw him on the road, and I ran him down. And I said, "Hey, I get a box for <laughs> you. I come to you. Come to my house." <laughs> It was a bunch. of – It was like twenty beaver pelts.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny though. So he, yeah, yeah, so, he could
1: he could smell something. <laughs> it's probably beaver pelts. That you know the the bad thing is it's warm now, and I gotta I gotta make a shipment to Moyle, um, yeah. like soon. And I was trying to do it before it warmed up, but uh, I, the warmer it gets, the more that uh, things smell.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely, and you know just because the. The grease starts to run. That's left on the pelt. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. What a little bit that's left really turns to liquid fast, if
1: it's hot. Yeah, but anyway, um, I hopefully hopefully I get those through without any issues. But um, it, so so Amazon, so I get a lot of Amazon Prime stuff. Um, it, I I order things through Amazon because it's super convenient. Well, Amazon has a program where they will donate to charity. For a certain portion of your purchases, but you have to sign up for it. Now, this does not cost you a penny. It is like um, it might be like half a percent of your of what you spend, half a percent or one percent, whatever. But it's called Amazon Smile. So if you just like Google Amazon Smile, uh, S M I L E, it'll it'll show you like give you an idea of the program. It's just like uh, it says you shop amazon donates. And so everything as long as you're signed into your account with smile, everything that you purchase you can you can donate to charity a certain portion of that. Again, the cost to you doesn't change anything. It comes out of Amazon's portion of, you know, whatever they're making on the purchase. And uh there has to be a nonprofit organization they have to be signed up with this program. Well, Lucky, fortunately for trappers, Fur Bears Unlimited is a member of Amazon Smile. And uh, I don't think a lot of people know about that just yet. But so I have I, I've signed up for that. And it used to be it just worked on the website, like on your desktop. But now it works on your on your phone, too. Right? And I, I sw- oh, okay. so I get it now. So it's on my phone and my desktop. So when I sign in, um, I'm on Amazon Smile and everything that I order It'll donate and it, it actually gives you a little report and shows how much you have donated to so it says I'm supporting Fur Bears Unlimited. I've had thirty seven orders placed through that and I've generated five dollars and twenty six cents for Fur Bears Unlimited. Hasn't cost me a penny, right? So yep. if you got a thousand trappers that are doing that, you know, that's five thousand dollars yep. to Fur Bears Unlimited. That's gonna promote trapping education and, and promote trapping throughout the United States.
0: Yeah, they're an interesting group because of um, their, you know, ability to, you know, the way they set themselves up. They're not actually a trappers, you know, right. group. So they they advocate advocate for um, research <laughs> management and research that, and they are in support of trappers, but um, they do it in a way that they can get around some legal legal things.
1: Well, I, I think they figured out that as trappers, the science is on our side, and so the yeah. the more scientific research that takes place with these fur bears, the more they're going to realize that they can handle um, sustainable harvest and that wildlife management, the way it is, is is very beneficial to fur bears as a whole. And so, yeah, um, it, it's I think it's great. So it, that's a chance That's an opportunity for people to. To help support the cause without even spending any money. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty, pretty awesome. That that's an option because
0: most people do order off Amazon. So.
1: And I guarantee you, a lot of people have Humane Society of the United States on their Amazon oh, Smile, man. and they're donating. That's, to... that's scary. Exactly. So so for those of us that that uh, are on, uh, on the trapping end of things probably <laughs> ought to get going and and sign up for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember you mentioning that maybe in the past. I don't know if you mentioned it on a podcast or I, to me.
1: A long time um, ago. I, I mentioned it, it on a, a podcast. A long time ago. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's uh that's nice that it's working on mobile devices as well, seeing I'm thinking most people actually place all their orders through their cell uh, phones. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, that would have <laughs> I would have donated probably uh at, at least ten times that much, because uh, most of mine go on the cell, on the phone.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That is it for tonight's episode. Thanks for listening in, guys. Great to uh, have you again. And don't forget to check out Kotzbros.com, K-A-A-T-Z-B-R-O-S.com. And sign up for the email newsletter. Keep up to date with what's going on at Kotzbros, any special deals or new products uh, like those TS-85 setters they've got. Find it all at cotsbros.com. And thanks to Cotsbros for sponsoring the show. And guys, keep on talking, trapping, keep on thinking, trapping. We will catch you on the next episode.